All right, welcome back to Calibration Station. Today, I'm joined with Steven Svitko, second time appearing on the podcast. Uh, Steven, do you have anything you'd like to say to your audience members? Um, yeah, this is awesome to be back on here. Everybody says that every single time they come, they come on. They're like, oh, I'm so, so thankful to be on, but I actually am because I've been listening to a bunch of episodes of your podcast and it sounds like you got a lot of a lot of interesting things going on in your life right now. So uh, uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Nice, man. Well, how about you? Do you ha um, have, what's been going on since your, your last appearance on, let's, on the podcast? Let's Anything see, when changed? was my last appearance? What, what was probably back in sometime in January, in I January. Believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a few months now. Well, back then I, you know, new year just kicking around, um, going back to work from, you know, being in the holiday mode, I was back then. So I was probably, I remember I was talking a lot about like the workplace environment back then. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I just kind of, I'm thinking about that a little bit less since I kind of already got a sense for what it's going to be like for the next uh, year and a half or so while I'm on my contract. Mm -hmm. But, um, so I'm just working on me now. That's, that's what I'm working on. Oh, nice, man. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. <laughs> What's been going on with you? What are you trying to work on? Uh, if you don't mind you know, me asking. Every, everything, man. So when it comes to like, you know, eating healthy and going to the gym and getting enough sleep, which I'm miserably failing at right now, but that's all right. I'm young. <laughs> I got time to fix it. But now, I mean, like, I don't know, man, my... My sleep schedule is probably the biggest thing that needs changing right now, because I'm like I'm not mm. not eating terribly. I'm like I'm going to the gym. Like I didn't go to the gym this morning, but because um, we had this, but I might go after. And uh, like I've been pretty good about that recently. Like just going to Planet Fitness or whatever. It's where I'm comfortable being around for hours and end. You know, I used right, to work dude. there and everything, but yeah, oh, true. gym eating healthy, sleep schedule. Being calm at work, that kind of stuff. No, yeah, dude, you're you're totally like a super healthy eater, man. I remember when we were living together, you'd always be eating like these this bowl of veggies. Like you're like, oh, this is so awesome. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, holy crap, this guy's insane, dude. Yeah, no, I would make the mixed veggies, and you'd be like, wait, dude, is there corn in there or something? And then I'd be like, yeah, man, you'd like it. Like it's it's pretty yeah, good. I love corn. I love yeah. corn, man. I've I've been putting it in my meals, like. Hell yeah. Pretty much every day. Shows well, up in my shit. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, go, you Well, you sent, you sent a Snapchat to the group the other day. You were like, uh, KFC, oh, uh, yeah. famous bowl, doesn't yeah. miss or something like that. Dude, so I was like, dude, all right, I, man, I guess I got to try it out. And I did. And it's just gravy, corn, and chicken and mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah dude. That's my shit. That's my, that's my, probably my favorite thing at KFC. It is. We're getting a little bit off topic. It's, it's okay. <laughs> but I, I do want to say that um, yeah. I ordered one KFC bowl and they hooked me up with two of them. And I was like, fuck, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah hell yeah. Um, I wanted to say uh, something about like job related. Yeah, when I first joined Domino's, I thought it was like, it was so freaking awesome. Like I, I literally loved working there. Yeah. Um, the first week, it was my first job ever. So it was just mm -hmm. like, I'm getting paid to do all of this, this stuff. And, you know, it, it was just like really nice. But 
probably after a month or so, I started to realize like, man, this shit sucks. Like <laughs> this freaking blows. And it, yeah. it just like it like I think I just got used to like how actually easy and how mundane the tasks were. But um, do you think you've gotten to that point in your job currently that you're like you're like, man, everything used to be like so new and like so cool, but now it's kind of like I'm doing, I'm kind of getting in the same routine of things or has yeah. it been more of like a, like, there's always more stuff to do. However you want to take that question. Well, I think I kind of hit on this briefly when I was on last, like news is something new every day. Like it's mm. something, it's like right. different stuff every day. So whether it's the same type of tasks you're doing. So in my instance, as a news producer, I'm doing a lot of writing. I'm, I'm piecing together the entire show. I'm picking out, exactly where the stories are going to go what time the breaks are going to be at you know how long weather gets how long sports gets for their time uh stuff like that so that stuff doesn't that stuff doesn't change and it, it was never really i mean it was it was new and exciting but it wasn't really to that level of overwhelming meaning so that uh i was kind of dumbfounded or in awe of being in the news world finally after you know graduating and mm -hmm. and working on it for four years in college but we didn't really get that like the new kids that i i got a job with you know at the same around the same time didn't really feel that because of covid because they didn't uh, get that newsroom you know snap 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 up right, upbeat right. vibe to it it is you know everybody spread out so many people working from home everybody just like slumped in their chairs kind of um so that initial aspect i didn't really get a sense for i feel like when we jump back out of you know the quarantines and working from home eventually after you know so i hope sometime during the summer when everybody gets a vaccine um mm -hmm. if everybody gets a vaccine to uh to be able to experience some of that stuff like you're talking about you had with dominoes and then yeah. it'll probably hit me later be like damn yeah. maybe this isn't that cool <laughs> or something like that but for now you know, I'm just, I'm not exactly waiting on the moment, but like I said earlier, I'm just, you know, not stressing too much about the work environment. Um, because if I do think about it, like too in depth or, um, you know, really kind of overanalyze my surroundings, I could, I could get like, it's like I could get hit with a rude awakening when, you know, all hell breaks loose in the middle of a 5 p.m. newscast. Like, wow, this yeah, isn't yeah. all this isn't all glamorous. Like a lot of a lot of girls um, I know who graduated uh, in my major and are like on camera and journalism and stuff like that. They they say everybody always says the journalism life is so glamorous. Like I get to be on TV and wear like cute clothes and all that. But um, it's the exact opposite. It's very, very diligent. And a lot mm -hmm. of people don't find that fun spark that you're talking about that you had at Domino's where it was like really interesting at first and then they don't yeah. come back to the business. But a lot of people find that spark, you know, their first, second, third job even. Um, that, mm -hmm. That's the thing about our industry. You got you to gotta know how to navigate the field and you got to know how to, um, you know, use your previous jobs to build you up for your next because it's all about building credibility. So, yeah. Can you think of any stereotypes for your, your job or your major? No, because I don't think a lot of people like know what a news producer does. 
or like what a yeah, news producer is. Yeah. You know? I had no idea. Exactly. Yeah. If I'm being honest with you, Ryan, I didn't know what it like. I don't know what <laughs> a news producer was at you know junior year. Like I knew that okay, maybe they like put together the scripts and and shot stuff, but I don't shoot anything. Um, I just, you know, put together scripts and do like a bunch of odds and ends graphic stuff. So stereotypes, mm -hmm. not really for me, not for my job, but like what I just said about reporters, like their life being glamorous oh, right. or whatever. No, it's not all that. Like we have, one of our editors has um, a whole file in his computer of like mess ups and like funny takes and bloopers that all the reporters do. And mm -hmm. some of them, some of them are hilarious, but some of them are literally like these reporters like standing on the side of the road. Uh, it's raining, windy, hair is yeah. blowing everywhere, wind in the microphone. <laughs> can't hear them at all. And then they're just like, I'm done with this and then screaming. And then yeah, just know our editor will, you know, click, click <laughs> in and then click out on that clip and put it into the file <laughs> for the bloopers. <laughs> nice. But yeah. But it's, it's not glamorous. That's, that's probably the biggest stereotype. It's not glamorous at all. It's extremely. Yeah. I, I bet it's uh, like really stressful because I, I got into like uh, me and my band, my band and I, my band has been doing some yeah, yeah. recording <laughs> with like music and stuff. And it's, yeah. it's, it's so much fun to just play, but like, when when you're recording yourself playing it's so it's it's so stressful like it it kind of just sucks the fun out of it and it becomes like work and it's i guess that's you what get it that, is for that you like guys. one take is that what it is yeah yeah we want to make it perfect and that's like that's so hard especially as like amateur players like me like i can i can hear when it's wrong and stuff yeah. and and it just really sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's really I mean, hard. I remember yeah. we could always like, you know, doing drumline for so long, listening to music and listening to just any song, even a song on the radio or a song that somebody downloaded onto their phone. I'll notice things in the song without even like really listening to the song and it'll catch my attention. Like if somebody's like off, like I'll, I'll just notice it. And I'm sure you're the same way. Like, Oh, somebody ticked. Like, Somebody hit rims yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. You'll just hear it without even realizing it. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking Spe about that the other day. Hell yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Speaking of music, I wanted to ask you about your blue band experience. Um, yeah, do you want to share anything <laughs> about your blue band experience? <laughs> Let's talk about it, man. Let's just talk yeah, about yeah. something that something fun that we did. What did we do that's fun? I mean, I've I, talked I about my blue band that. experience <laughs> so many times, so I could go on about it any yeah, specific dude. about it but like man i i, I don't want to sound like cocky when i talk to people about it that's the thing but i i love talking about it oh yeah for honest. sure for sure <laughs> i i feel the same way about drum corps like it's it's kind of hard to just because i could talk about drum corps forever like if, if, yeah, you, sure, if yeah. you put me like I, yeah pretty much and i'm sure you're the same with with blue band um hold on let me let me try to narrow it down yeah so absolutely. It is, like... we could get into we can get into a <laughs> lot of stuff with this like we could be like what's the hardest piece of music you ever learned what's the hardest field you ever marched on yeah yeah what's actually like the craziest like... piece of food somebody's thrown at rehearsal like kind of that stuff 
Do you have any memorable rehearsal moments? Like when it was, yeah, yeah, just like, yeah. Oh man. Okay. So, do we want like a good a good memory or like a scary memory? Let's let's do both. <laughs> let's start okay. with the scary memory first. Okay. All right. So, okay. So I don't know if you were here, if you were in, if you were in band at this time, but Saturday, right? Game day. We got our rehearsals in the morning. Everybody's wearing the same thing, you know, the stock blue shorts and the white blue band 2019 triangle tee or whatever it was that year. I don't know. So everybody's wearing the same thing, sneakers too. Some people were cold because it was freezing that morning. It was like 30 degrees. Some people decided um, while the drum line was warming up on their own, off in the distance, away from everybody, that they could throw on a pair of sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Um, different clothing to keep yourselves warm while we're yeah, warming up. Yeah, I remember that. We're standing over there in the block. Out of nowhere, Mr. Drain comes over, the, the, the director, and gives us an earful. And I just remember, I mean, he's yelling at all of us. Like, there's people who obviously, I'm not going to use any names, but there's people obviously who um, weren't following directions just in that instance. I'm not going to get into the you know, the specifics on if I agree with it or not. Um, but it was freezing cold and shorts and t-shirt are a bit, bit thin. Anyway, I get it. We got to look the same. We get near full. And then I just remember the vibe after that for the next like two hours was just like flatlining. You know, it wasn't going up or down. It was whatever people decided in that moment who weren't directly involved with that issue, like the other standbyers in the right, right. in the drum line. They just did whatever they could to make it seem like they were calm and like they were, oh, they like, hey, let's just talk about something completely different and you know, yeah, <laughs> ignore this yeah, issue. Sure. I think that happens like off topic, but that happens with like a lot of situations. If somebody like gets, if your friend gets yelled at by his mom and you're with your other friend, you're just like, oh, yeah, I gotta talk about like... something different. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but that's how we all were. And I'll always remember yeah. that because it was on game day. It was so weird. Oh, yeah. But, but people got screamed at. And then I don't know what Dr. Buzz said after that. I, I was still kind of, I wasn't in shock, but I was just like, oh my God, you guys are idiots. Like, why couldn't yeah. we have just avoided this? But that was a bad one. Like that's uh, that's a right. bad one. I totally remember that because I I was I think that was my first year, so twenty eighteen, and 2018. I was just like, yeah, I was just like, huh. Talk about <laughs> like, that a little. What do you what do you remember strange. from that event? Because I'm definitely forgetting things that I just can't. I remember, remember it was like we spent forty grand on these <laughs> this this apparel, and I was like, God, is it that big of a deal? Like forty grand, pretty yeah. cold right now. <laughs> But yeah. I was definitely one of those people trying to just like go about his day, like divert the <laughs> attention from the from the shorts matter. And oh, it was man. it was so weird. It I have was another. Weird. Go ahead, I have um, like another uh, kind of scary moment. And it was it was pretty much just me, me and Doctor Drain one on one. Yeah, do it. I, I told you about this. Like um, we talked about this like a week ago or so. Um, but it was pretty much like. I went off with Stephen McCarrick to like run around the stadium and play for people, just the two of us, like cymbals yeah. and bass drum. Like we were just hyping up the crowd at, at the home game. Um, and 
yeah that that wasn't allowed because like we broke off from the group um yeah. we were only supposed to do this traveling band thing for the third quarter and steven and i were like man that kind of blew like it could have been way more fun this is so the other just, roommate like, steven this is for those yeah. listening this is the other roommate steven mccarrick that we steven mccarrick correct yeah. yeah so we broke off um from our traveling band gig whenever we started returning back to the band we were just like let's just do a loop around the stadium <laughs> and see where we end up so we were doing and and we were just playing like um I don't even know what I was. I was just playing quarter notes. What and, can and you the, play with a bass yeah. drum and a pair of cymbals? Like it's exactly. just easy at that point. <laughs> yeah, no. The craziest thing was too, like the fans knew exactly what we were playing, and they would like whenever we got to like the PSU or whatever chant that that was like ingrained in our rhythm, like the crowd would eat it up. They just freaking love loved it. Yes, man. man. Yes. Because it's like 32 so degrees, bad. last game of the season. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we're we're on our way to the Cotton Bowl probably. At that point, fans knew yeah, we were going yes, to. We were, so everybody's we happy. Yeah, man. It was like. Could you it imagine was, if we were down, if we were down 20 points instead of up 20 points? That, that, that would have been, that would have been like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Strange. So that but, was but, traveling, traveling in the stands, bands in the stands or whatever it's called. Yeah. It was, it was something like a, the seniors traveling band or something. But, um, so I, I got caught. <laughs> yeah. I got caught. And, I, and, um, well, well, the problem was I signed up for like a volleyball gig that was like, that started halfway into the football game. And I was like, wait, why did, why would it start like halfway in the football game? That doesn't make any sense. But I totally missed the bus that departed from the stadium to the volleyball gig. And I got back and everyone in the drum line's like, Brian, like you're in so much trouble. <laughs> Matt, dude, Matt Potts was so freaking scared, my section leader. And I was like, oh man, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Like. <laughs> I was over there having the time of my life, like quite possibly the greatest so, performance experience ever. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember you saying that when you first told yeah, me. You and Stephen yeah. came back like wide-eyed, like you had just yeah, been. It was it was amazing on an international journey. You're just like, yo, we just had the best time, man. We were just playing. Sure. I was just doing slide chokes everywhere. Yeah, yeah man. Just it, it was it, it like. Even though I did all of this drum core, like like seven years yeah. of drum core and all of that performance stuff, um, WGI, this single time when I got to like really connect with the fans on this personal level, like that that was the craziest performance experience I've ever had, like the yeah, most yeah. memorable. And after the football game, like I told Doctor Buzz about it. I was like, "Dude, Doctor Buzz, I know I broke the rules, but like." That was the greatest thing ever, and I don't regret it at all. And he was like, oh, "I'm really happy for you." Like, <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, "God damn!" I was like, "God damn it, Doctor Buzz!" And I just started That's crying. That's a real like, man. Just, That's a real yeah. man. I would start crying yeah, too. Yeah. That because because awesome. that's, that's think about it. That's a staff member who works for the organization. You telling them, "Hey, listen, I deliberately broke the rules for the yeah. for like my own benefit." Yeah, and it didn't hurt anybody in the cause, but actually, I don't know if it did or not because you just. <laughs> but um, and then him literally having enough wisdom and like you know having the the peace of mind to say I'm happy for you because that's really all it was about in that moment. But I was yeah, gonna say yeah. like those little those moments that's what you're gonna remember your whole life. Oh, for like, sure. You might not man. remember like the score of the game, the music you played necessarily, but 
you're gonna remember like this like those little moments that made you realize doing what you're doing yeah. was all worth it it was and and the other memorable part about it was like on the very other side of the coin i i had a talk with dr drain he just sent me an email he's like come see me before practice and i was like okay great yeah i'll tell you all about my experience and like, how awesome it was and he was like he just he just really went in on me he's like why would you do that well he he let me tell the story first and oh. i was like yeah this is awesome this is awesome and he was like that was so stupid <laughs> I, was like, I was like wait what i can hear it now i, like, I can hear him saying it <laughs> he was he pretty much was just like I don't I don't actually remember because I remember being so scared. Like yeah, I can um, my I voice can. was trembling and like the the last thing I remember saying to him, he's like, Do you have anything else to say? And I was like, Yeah, um, whatever decision you make with like whatever punishment I get, you know, I'm totally fine with it. Like I'm cool with it. Um, I know I deserve it, so so just you know, I, I support mean, you. Yeah, and you, I think yeah. I actually remember you being in a little heat like pre bowl game, right? Because yeah, we that's weren't... that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was I, I was, was really scared something for something else you did, but no, that was, that was it. it. I was I was really scared. I wasn't gonna get yeah. to the bowl game, and like, all that. the symbol, all of my symbol buddies were like, "Oh no, like Brian, what'd you do?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you the whole time you were just like, "Whatever," like I did it. I. <laughs> Like, yeah, honestly, oh, at like, the time, even if you were scared, I was like, I heard you say, yeah. whatever, man, I, I love doing that. That was like the greatest yeah. time of my life. It's whatever. Yeah, that's yeah, for sure. And I definitely said whatever. But like, looking back on it, I was definitely scared of like what might of happen of the yeah. upper reprimand. You know what I'm trying to say? You know the word I'm trying to say? I just yeah, of course. Repar yeah. <laughs> Reparations. Yeah, that might be it. I don't um, think that's it, but. but Okay, yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Looping back, uh, what was a happy moment, like one of the happiest moments, memorable moments of, of being at a blue band rehearsal for you? Blue band rehearsal. Okay, yeah, I'll do, yeah. we'll do blue band rehearsal and then... Or, or just blue band in general. Blue band. Okay, so we'll, we'll start recently, like just like a very quick side note. Like the, sure, one of the sure. best things we were doing was playing like, when we were at the Cotton Bowl and we were winning and we were playing swag surfing, that was oh, yeah. probably yeah, dude, probably one of the one of the most fun we, moments we, we played had, swag like, surfing. Yeah, we played swag surfing for like ten minutes straight, and we yeah. were just like getting the entire uh, our side of the stadium was just loving it, and they're they're swagging and surfing with us. Like <laughs> players so even joined fun. in. Some players, yeah, even yeah, in. for sure. That was fun, but that like little moments in the stands. Like as far as you know, games go, I like those moments where we're just like dicking around in the stands, switching. You know, even if we're not supposed to, like switching instruments and then jumping around and <laughs> playing the beats. Right. I, I just like being. I feel. I feel comfortable. I felt comfortable, uh, like in my good place when we would be drumming, playing a song that I like, and I like look up and all my bros are there. Like Alex is there, Hunter's oh, there, yeah, you're there. Sure. You know. Um, everybody else, you know, Stephen McCarrick's there. Yeah, all my all the other guys are there. Um, but that that was like a good moment. So like any time I'd say in like rehearsal where I was like surrounded by just you know tomfoolery, we were just kind of <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> messing around. Yeah, that was sure. that was a great moment. You know, there's been times where 
I thought like, oh, this is probably like the best moment of practice I've ever had or the most fun. Like when we absolutely like nail something as a baseline and we know going into practice, we were going to nail that rehearsal because mm-hmm. we were just we were just prepared and we were clean. Um, that's always fun um, from that aspect, being prepared um, when you're going in uh, to a rehearsal because then you don't have to think too much about the music, right? Yeah, but, yeah for sure. You know that I'd say um, specific moment. Well, that that moment you gave me in rehearsal, that was like a good and bad, right? Because oh, I'm yeah. trying to think. <laughs> I can't even match that because that's a crazy story. No, uh, I was like, that's just insane. Okay, like, so I, actually, I'll do you one better. So I have an experience from that same night, the same time, but it was all good. <laughs> it was no bad. So okay, okay, great. I'll tell that one. Yeah, sure. We went. Um, I had signed up for like a section like WCU or something, WCB, or I don't know, whatever section of the stadium that was in. And I was looking at the Google Doc in the middle of the game. I was like, damn, like, that's all the way on the other side of the stadium. Like, I don't want to go there and just like stand outside. So I'm scrolling and I see press boxes. And I talked somebody, I forget who it was, but I talked somebody in who is doing drumline for the press boxes to switch with me who had never done it before so we leave in the fourth or third quarter for the press boxes and we're like walking up the this sketchy metal staircase on the you know the right side of the the press box in beaver stadium and it's Mm -hmm. like 100 feet down i'm like i have my bass drum on right now if i fall over the edge like i'm dead there's no (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so i was like really scared so I'm like shaking and sweating, going up this rickety staircase. It wasn't really rickety, but I thought it was because I had my right. You got that big, on. that big, yeah. We walk in to the press boxes, and everybody's obviously like in their little suites, and we're just walking through the hallway. It looks like a hotel. And then somebody's like, "Should we start playing?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> so we just start playing, and dust is like coming out of the like. You know, when oh you're playing God. in like a low ceiling <laughs> yeah. room, like dust yeah, is coming out. Yeah. And then like all these little kids like peek their heads out and all these parents are like peeking their heads out of their <laughs> press boxes with their phones, like, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of like like, yeah, blue band, I love blue band. But that wasn't the best part. So like we play like three times for like 30 seconds and then we're done. Somebody says, Hey, you guys want anything to eat? And we put our instruments down and go into the president's suite, the presidential or the president's box, president's, I don't know what it's called, but it's really got this fancy. Whole, yeah, yeah, it's got this whole table of food laid out. Hot apple cider, hot, hot, hot chocolate, uh, pastries, you know, wow. baklava, the Greek dish, <laughs> the Greek dessert. Oh, it's delicious. Um but there was so there was so much food there. So we sat there for like 15 minutes and had a drink and, and ate food inside watching the game uh, because everybody's outside. And like I said, it was like yeah, 30, in the freezing. Degrees. Yeah. So that was <laughs> that was my night that at that point compared to yours. But like we talked to some fans just sitting there just eating like we were normal fans watching the game. Yeah, and awesome. that was the most recent time that I've got to like sit down and not have to worry about playing at a blue band game or at a football game, yeah, not a yeah. blue band game. What am I saying? Um, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, disgraceful. Right. <laughs> but yeah, cause we didn't get the blue white, uh, the blue white game our senior year because oh, of COVID. Right, right. 
which is the spring the spring game uh, scrimmage. Yeah, um, kind of like a, a tangent, but this year for blue and white, uh, there's not really a blue and white. It's more of like a a final football game practice, like a final yeah. football team practice that only the the freshmen can attend. But yeah, um, that doesn't make yeah, sense me, to me if I'm being honest. Yeah, like, it doesn't really make sense to me. Either. Like, what's the what's the reasoning behind only letting you know freshmen go when they're when they have mm, I think three more years left of Penn State football to go to when the seniors who are graduating this year, who are say in band or organized in other things that happened on Saturdays, because mm-hmm. plenty of people I like I took for granted how many people. Or how many things require you to do like work or a shift or, like during football season during that time? Because there's plenty uh, of things I couldn't do because um, it was oh it was yeah same you're, you're so in, I'm saying there's yeah. so many kids that would have that opportunity or that wouldn't have the opportunity and say they're graduating this year and they'd never been to a Penn State game before. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. thousands of kids who had never oh, been to sure. a football game yeah. before. Now, is it for everybody? No, but. You know they should still have the opportunity, and I think they want to give the freshmen right. that opportunity because they've never seen it or whatever. But look, man, like the CDC is moving it down to the social distancing rule down to three feet, so I think you can fit more than just the freshman class in there. But that's just me. Mm. So, and that's coming from the CDC, not me. Do you do you know when you're getting your vaccine? vaccine? Yeah, I have a I have an appointment uh, Saturday. Oh, that's awesome, dude! Yeah. I have one um, tomorrow. Oh, my, my advisor advisor just sent me this link and he was like, yeah, uh, it's still phase 1A or something, but like they have a surplus of vaccines and they need to get rid of them because they need to like refrigerate them or something. <laughs> phase now, one, like, phase 1B started officially yesterday in the oh, state, okay. um, on Monday. Um, that means a numerous professions are now open. So food service workers, firefighters, ETC. Yeah. Um, me- media is also included in that. But I was oh, actually awesome. qualified. I didn't realize, but I was qualified for one A before. Um, oh, before, yeah, nice. I, I don't actually think I'm like qualified at all because <laughs> I'm I'm just a student that works at home on his laptop. But yeah. my advisor was like, "Yeah, um, my wife got this vaccine through doing this, and like, it's totally cool. And you guys you should go. get it too." And I was like, "All right, well, yeah, I chose my for a Saturday because like." The second after the second dose, apparently it can hit you pretty hard. Oh, so yeah, I wanted to not have too. to take a sick day from work because of that. Yeah. So I wanted to if I'm not, gonna that get, makes sense. I'm gonna get messed up from it. I'll get messed up on a Sunday. Yeah. Okay, kind of uh circling back to blue band. Yeah, I wanted to tell you about like one of this this memorable moment that I had during practice. Hell yeah. it was more more of like at the end of practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was a, like a pretty proud moment for me, but basically, um you know, uh, in the blue band, we do these things where it, it's just like at the end of rehearsal announcements. So um, the people get on the podium and they give their announcements while the blue band's in like a, a semicircle looking up to them, like whoever's giving the announcements. And basically, they, they, they were like harping on the drum line for not having enough members to do like other gigs like basketball band or volleyball and stuff like that. and. They're like, okay, we need bass drum players to to play bass at this this basketball game, and like nobody was raising their hand, nobody was saying anything. It was just like, 
honestly, it was like pretty awkward for it like was. the entire band and and me like, because I was a section leader at that time. Yeah, so like, yeah. I and said something, be like, "Hey, bitch, you're doing this gig." Like, too yeah. bad, but I didn't. <laughs> but <laughs> but Stephen Stephen um he also signed up for the the basketball game already, so he couldn't just be like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll play two bass drums <laughs> like that." That wouldn't yeah. make any sense. So. After like a couple minutes, I was just like, "I'll do it!" Like I, I just raised my hand. I'll, I'll play bass drum, oh. and and it was just like everyone was like, "This guy, yeah. this guy, seriously!" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'll do it!" I'll play. There were the so many drum. of those moments, man, where you would do something and everybody would just be like, "Like, oh, I can't believe you just did that!" Like, can't yeah, believe you just said that aloud. And and I'm just standing there, like. I've known this kid for six years. Like I, like I know all these already. I know everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for real, for real, though. Like and it was just like, oh, they didn't, people didn't know how to. The thing about you, Brian, is like if you don't, if people don't know you before, they think either you are the biggest dick in the world, like when yeah, you like totally, do this yeah, totally, or they think it is the the best like improv comedy act in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's either one or the was, other. That's what you were telling me. When you when you tried out um yeah, originally, yeah. you were like, Man, I'm so worried that everybody thinks I'm just gonna like come in here and think I like have a spot or, or not have a spot, like acting like this. Like when we right, did uh right. improv or whatever on the exercise and you were on bass yeah. and like yeah, and bass just before. Like, so you just started jamming and everybody's like giggling and laughing, and everybody else is like trying to be serious and like really look good for the section leaders and the guy yeah yeah was, and you're just out there dicking around Cause, <laughs> yeah because I, I knew all of you guys like all the upperclassmen i, I was i was tight with you guys already I know. And it's like it was it was so crazy because after that after i did like my little um like improv sesh i was like i probably shouldn't have done that <laughs> 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 I got a video. I got a Snapchat video because, like, oh, one of the be- one of the benefits of being a guide at that point is you can just walk around on audition yeah. day. Yeah, so, sure. of course, I'm walking around in my camo Crocs, and my bucket hat, and you know, I'm just vibing. And I see you make your way over to snare. So I'm like, this is gonna be fucking great. So, so oh, I walk God. over. I walk over, and it's just eights, and. They just do like 16, 16, and in. And the way you do your sticks in is just oh, so yeah. move your whole body forward. I love the sticks in, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love getting that really good sound quality on the <laughs> sticks click. Yeah. That one. The click. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but that's, I, I oh. there's plenty of moments where you've just like done something at band, and I've been like, yeah. yeah. Like that, right? Um, I, I want to bring up another point. Sorry, I don't mean Sorry. to like. No, it's fine. We're all over the place. Like, We're all over the place. I love um, this. Go it ahead. was like a indoor rehearsal. We did we did a lot of like indoor musical rehearsals. I'd always be in the back, being like, "Yeah," and like <laughs> shouting from the corner. And you were right in front of me. Like the baseline was right in front of like my corner. And, oh my gosh, I don't even remember what, but like. I there's too just, many things. There's we can't we can't remember all of it. Yeah, like, yeah. For there's sure. too many times we were inside <laughs> or somewhere where we shouldn't have been acting the way we were. Yeah, like, yeah. And I, I told you this earlier. That's what we're gonna remember, even if we don't remember the exact yeah, situation. We remember like how we felt in those moments. Ex- exactly. I was like a total goofball. Like I just like that. I was just like because I 
uh, my senior year of blue band, um, senior year of uh, school in general, like that was such a stressful semester for me. I don't know if you remembered, but I was oh, like, I, I was always at the engineering building, yep. like doing work. I hardly from, saw you, man. I hardly saw yeah. you at the apartment. <laughs> yeah, literally. I would only be at the apartment to to literally just sleep, and ever all my other all of my time was at EE doing EE stuff, and I even. I had a class that ended at 425 and blue band starts at like 350 or something like that. 425 conflict. Yeah, yeah. And I had that conflict. So I'd always be like stressing to get there, like showing up like, oh, man, I don't know how to ride a bike yet. So I got to take the bus. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a whole it was a whole thing. But, you have um, a bike now? You do have a bike now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, dude, it's so it's so much fun. I love yeah. I love my bike, and I, I didn't realize it at the time. Like this would have been so nice to have. I was just yeah. scared of like riding a bike because there's so much people here, and I was just I don't really know. I was just like making up excuses for myself. But it's all right. Um, you, can learn, you learn now. Right? Yeah. Anyways, like um, going to Blue Band. Like my t- my time in Blue Band was literally so I could just relax and not have to worry about anything except yeah. like having as much fun as possible. Cause like, even after the blue band practices, I would have um, Steven drop me off at the, the EE building so I could yeah. get more work done. And it was like, blue band was just such a nice way to get out of like my normal study slash grind phase. And it yeah, was I, would, like, I would definitely look forward to it some days. Some days yeah, I wouldn't, sure. but other days I'd be like, shit, like, I, this is not like a paper or an essay or a video project or anything like that. And I was really yeah. grateful for, you know, looking back on it, I'm really grateful for having that opportunity because you know, Wood Drain would always tell us, like, less than 1% of the people in the school get to walk out onto that field mm-hmm. on, a, on any given day or, or whatever it is. That's cool. Yeah. It makes you feel special. and. <clears throat> But then when you go and you experience it for yourself, especially in rehearsal setting, it's like I really, you know, most of the time I can find a reason to understand why I would have chosen that activity, you know, yeah. instead of rather a club or a fraternity. Because I was, did I ever tell you about like when I was like about to join Blue Band or about to try out my freshman year? Did I ever no, tell you I don't, about that? I don't think so. I don't think Dude, so. Dude, so, oh my God. So <clears throat> I was literally like when I went to auditions the first day, I was a decision away, like 30 minutes away from not trying out for blue band and mm. just going back home for an extra two weeks or week. Why is that? It was. Dude, I was like, cause I had just coming off a summer session um, oh, right. uh, at Penn state. I had had my shoulder surgery, so I couldn't do like a lot of things like that. I would normally do like working out, playing sports, riding a bike. I couldn't do that. Mm. Um, eventually I could, but I had to like really do physical therapy and like strengthen a backup before I could even think about that. So that was all kind of, you know, intertwining with preparations for band uh, preparations for auditioning for blue band. This was, you know, my, before my freshman year, summer before my freshman year. So I'm sitting there in the parking lot with my parents um, because they had driven me up that day to move you in early because everybody who, excuse me, um, was a freshman trying out for blue band was able to move into their dorm early. Right. They didn't have mine ready because apparently like I was in a hall that nobody else was 
nobody else from Blue Band was in. They didn't know. So somebody was like still moving out of the room the day I had to move in. I had uh, all my stuff and then a six hour day of auditions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like ripping my hair. I was like, I don't even want to deal with this right now. Like, I I don't think I'm prepared. I didn't like, you know, <clears throat> I didn't think I practiced enough. I didn't, I wasn't self-confident at all back then. I was like, literally, Brian, I'm telling you, I was this close. People listening can't see, but I'm holding my fingers up really <laughs> close together. It's pretty close. Um, this close to not trying out for blue band and just going and just leaving, going back home. And I think about that, you know, how different my life would be if I hadn't done that. Sure enough, dude, my dad was like, you're already here. You know how to play drums. You played in Cumberland Valley marching band for four years. It's not like you don't know what you're doing. Just go, go out there. My mom was like, yeah, like you're going to regret it if you don't. I was like, yeah, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, so I just like took a couple deep breaths. I was like, fuck it. I'm doing it. So nice. I went out there and I did it and I fucking killed it on bass drum. First day of auditions. Um, and then they saw that, realized that I had good technique and were like, all right, let's put this, let's put this little kid on uh, base seven. <laughs> Cause <laughs> I was, not, base. yeah, I was, I was not too happy about that, but I didn't say when they said somebody's got to play base seven when we all made it. I wasn't the one who said, not it. Like, that wasn't me. That was Nick mm. Fleming. <laughs> so, Nick, if you're out there listening, thank you. Because playing base seven my freshman year toughened me up. That's, yeah, that's one of the things, man. That, I, that was tough. That was tough. Yeah. Because I had gone, I don't know if you remember, but I had gone from playing, like, base three or four yeah, yeah, yeah. to base seven. And I had never played bottom base before. And I was like, well, this is life now. That's yeah, a big, big drum. Anyway, do I you know. have any? Do yeah. you have any um proud moments of like leadership? Like when you're just like Stephen, that you you did it, man. Like that was awesome. I think. <clears throat> I, I just, think just to, like I'm sorry, but um for our listeners out there, Stephen was the bass guide, one of the drumline captain guides, uh, his junior and senior year. So, yeah, go, go I was and. My take on leadership is that, first of all, like, you never ask anybody to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. And I, I live by that, like, every day in the baseline. And I think that's why we had so much fun. Because I would never make the guys, like, do something that I hadn't done before or right. um, any of that. So if you talk about, like, any, like, leadership moments where I was like, wow, I did it. Like, I made it. Like, this is, this is good leadership right here that I'm employing. I don't think there's any one instance. I think the the um, conglomeration of all these little moments where these guys were having like a little fun in practice, a little mm-hmm. smile in subsectional. Somebody makes a little joke, just enough to keep you going for the rest of that 30-minute block or whatever it is, then move yeah. on to the next thing. That's probably one of the things I'm more proud of is being able to bring everybody together when we were in sectionals and have fun. Because yeah. you say this all the time. You say this all the time. Every podcast I listen to. I just want to have as much fun as possible. And that was mm-hmm. literally how I felt at Blue Band. Because I said, well, yes, we're getting a grade for this. Yes, we're getting a credit for it. But let's make it as fun as we can. And that's right. not saying... When, when people say, let's make something as fun as possible, it's not saying, let's be not serious at all. Let's 
make it as you know enjoy as enjoying enjoyment. I don't know. Let's have enjoyable? it have as much as enjoyable. enjoyable. Yeah, dude, I'm a calm major. Let's have as much enjoyable as possible. Yes, let's have as many enjoyments. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, if they can do that, if the leader can do that, that's that's really the 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 big part of it. So the one moment I can't really, you know, pick it. But there's been times where Doctor Buzz has come to me about me doing that and like, you know, I just think it's great that you're. uh, Mm you're not taking yourself too seriously and and you're making everybody realize why they're here. And he, he talked to me about yeah. that. Cause like, I don't know if you remember my, like the notes I would give after practice were generally never about music yeah, or drill. Yeah. It was always about like how everybody was feeling, how the vibe yeah. was going, because I would always go last usually mm-hmm. like second to last. And um, <clears throat> they'd go anything else, anything else. And I'd start to say something and somebody would cut me off. I'd be like, all right, well, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait for my turn. <laughs> and then they come to me and I say, well, a lot of you guys are like stressed out right now because drill wasn't going right or whatever. Yeah. And I'd say something along the lines of, well, you know, we can't do anything about that now. It's over. But you have the power to change it tomorrow. You have the power and the ability to right. do something about it. And that's up to you. It's not up to me. It's not up to Dr. Buzz. That's up to you. We can say all the things we want. Um, to get you to get you moving but that only works to a certain point there's a threshold right so yeah i I really liked um having everybody's attention i think everybody likes having everybody's attention Mm -hmm. but the most memorable and rewarding leadership moments were those little moments i had with those six guys six other guys just booling under the totally tree at whatever time of day you know yeah it's fun i i remember um during practices it would get like there would definitely be like really uncomfortable times when I don't know whether the snares or the quads or the cymbals, like when we weren't doing the drill right or something. And it was like the, the instructions were confusing or whatever it was. One second. And turn my charger on. That's but, cool, um, isn't it? Yeah. No, this is my charger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my laptop charger. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah. There'd be the, like those um really uncomfortable situations. And you were always just like the baseline was always just like having a good time, like kind of, kind of in their own world, like kind of just like loving their own thing, loving their like, own. I don't if know. If we had gotten, yeah. if we'd gotten caught up in that other stuff, yeah, that, yeah, that you know, flat drum stress, stress, yeah, no, no hate on tenors or snares, but there was always some rain cloud of stress yeah. and things to do. For sure. Somewhere near. With the bass drums, it was like we were making our own sunlight everywhere we went, despite how rainy it was. And don't get me wrong. I give the tenors all the credit in the world because when we went to Michigan State our senior senior year and it was raining and they had to go, they had to be moving from this three-inch puddle to that three-inch puddle (laughs) on the field level. You could have had the worst attitude in the world and nobody would have blamed you because that shit was probably terrible. But James, the, one of the biggest football fans in the band at the time, didn't get to watch a large majority of the game because they, were, they had to do all this. And he had that mindset where he was like, all right, whatever. Like, we'll just move and play wherever they tell us to play. Do you remember they were like moving like from the left yeah. of us to the right of us near the tunnel? And- and eventually they didn't even play. Like they just took yeah. their drums off and they're just, yeah. Yeah. 
So that, and then they were given the, they were given when we got back, they were given the challenge coins. Yeah. uh, yeah. For toughing that out. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, And I think that was one of the most deserved, you know, challenge coin awards. Um, And they all were to some extent, but um, I felt, I'm sure we felt a personal connection to that one because we, it wasn't just the tenors, even though they were the only ones that got the, the coins or the challenge coins. Um, it kind of felt like we all got that because we were all going through the same shit, you know? It was honestly like a really uncomfortable game. Oh yeah. (laughs) Just standing on the the sidelines and it was raining, it was cold. Um, I don't know. It was just really uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. but We we won that game and the third quarter, I think I flipped a switch somewhere. I was like, whatever. I, my feet are soaked. Well, they're cold actually. I remember I'll tell you this. I got yelled at for wearing the wrong shoes after this game. Okay, I'll tell you a story. Because the Air Monarchs, the Nike Air Monarchs from uh, my freshman year, the issued Blue Band shoes, they're these like thick leather barbecue dad 11s type thing. Like real, real thick. You can picture the type. Mm -hmm. But And then the the shoes they gave the years after that were like these lightweight marching shoes. Yeah. Right? You remember those? I do. I decided, I was like, I know these Air Monarchs are like apocalypse proof. So you can wear these in the mud and the rain and they're durable. They're very sturdy. The other ones that were kind of mesh. So like, why do we get through? So I wore those. I wore the Air Monarchs for that game because I knew it was raining and I knew it was going to be miserable. So I didn't get as wet as I as expected, but I did get cold. I did get very cold and it was very uncomfortable. Like I said, third, third quarter, I just flipped a switch. and I was like, mm-hmm. damn, we're about to win this game. And then, like, a couple plays later, they score a touchdown, and Pat Frymuth, like, goes into the blue band because he, like, he, like yeah, rolled into yeah. yeah. it. Was, it was pretty yeah, dope. Dude. But, sure. yeah, man, that was – we got – we had so many experiences with blue band. Like we Yeah, blue band has right? been, like, a very um, humbling opportunity for me just because, kind of like you, I, I didn't know if I wanted to do it. Like, yeah. when I got there, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> like yeah. Not even when I got there, like the day before when I was genuinely started thinking about doing it. <laughs> yeah. When we were in Josh's basement and oh, you were teaching me countdown. Oh my God, dude. Like, that... I was like, dude, I don't even, I can't even play this. Like, I don't, why are you trying to teach it to me right now? Like, this I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Brian, okay, this is really easy. Don't worry. It's just triple it, triple it, triple it, rest, rest, rest. And then I was like, you're like, you're literally laughing at me, throwing your hands up. Like, yes. dude. I... <laughs> Dude, that was that was so crazy, and I like, I really shouldn't have made it. I don't think I should have. If there would have been more people, then like, there's no way. There's just no look, way man. that I would have got in. But look, man, we had. I mean, I'm not gonna say too much about what went on behind closed doors as far as the selection process <laughs> goes, but like, there was definitely like discussion. There was definitely discussion oh, yeah. on what we should do. <laughs> oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, just, I, I appreciate that. Yes, yeah. yes. I appreciate and that I, discussion. <laughs> I had to give my honest, objective, introspective opinion on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah check this. I've been taking this uh, CBD tincture oil for huh. inflammation and stuff. Does and it as work? you can see. Yeah. I've been taking it like every morning. Um, but yeah, nice, I've, man. since I told you earlier, I've been like working out a little bit more and eating healthier, um, just being sore as a part of working out. Yeah, for sure. Get sore and helps with inflammation a lot. I don't know. Sorry. I was just 
looking at it and I decided to pull it up. No, but that's yeah, fine. You got um, what other questions do you have for me? I, I know there was a Google Doc that you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. There's a bunch um, on there. Well, there's, I, I kind of wanted to get to this, but we, we spent a lot of time on Blue Band, which is yeah. totally fine. But um, do you think your answer for your greatest strength of versatility and hustle, do you think that's changed at all? Like your answer? Since then, since January? Yeah. yeah. Cause um, I don't think I, I want to give like a little preamble, so you have like a little more context. Um, yeah, I used to think my greatest strength was honesty, and I had one of my friends come on, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I love talking about my greatest strength," and like it's always changing. I was like, "Mine doesn't change." Like, does it? Does it? And it totally does. Like, I yeah. it it might be my honesty, but that's because of like that could be because of my talking. So it might be something. Um, that kind of gives road to the yeah. to the honesty path. I don't know what to call it. Well, but, um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I think the the uh, the substance rather of the answer hasn't changed. So the reason why I chose that has not changed. Um, yeah. However, think about the answer more. I think probably one of my greatest strengths, other than versatility is like toughness um where whether that be like mental or, or physical i've been you know physically down before with like my shoulder surgery and i've realized how much of a toll that can take on your mental and if you mm -hmm. make like a wrong split decision mentally can really affect you know your life um in any given instance uh, whether you believe it or not but I think having gone through a lot in the past year, uh, year or two, um, both with like family and personal stuff and, and stuff with work and school, um, there's definitely a lot that could have left me in the, left me in the dirt. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know how much of, you know, how much of that, that you and our friend group has seen over the years, but it hasn't been zero. That's for sure. So there's there's beauty in in being in those situations in the end um to some extent so that's if i had to change my answer it's going to be it would be that it's probably toughness yeah um, and then Do the greatest think... weakness would change too so that's true yeah. But I don't really want to talk about your weaknesses. I don't, I don't like talking <laughs> yeah. about weaknesses. But um yeah. you do you think that toughness is something that you've built through like these different like you're do you think toughness is like kind of born into you like you're inherently tough or do you no. think it's stuff that's happened because of your experiences i think that a lot of people could like in my family could look at me and be like toughness are you kidding me <laughs> like <laughs> steven <Yeah. really>? <laughs> <laughs> that's peter um that's peter calling my name but uh i think no to some extent okay so like no in the fact of like physical toughness like if you kick me in the balls when i was like a three-year-old i would have been on the ground throwing up like <laughs> yeah like i was like not tough. i was like i was like not a tough little kid but i was adventurous like i fell from the top bunk of my bedroom um of my bed bunk bed when i was like three or four yeah. or five and because i was spitting on the ladder and I slipped off the ladder because I slipped on my spit. I was like, <laughs> it's like going up for a nap one day. And I sit, I slip off and I break a bone in my foot. I'm on the ground just sitting there crying for 20 minutes. Until my mom comes in. What are you doing in here? 
That's what she told yeah. me. But like, I was not tough. But since I started, I was like, play sports more, uh, you know, work out more. That's like the physical aspect, which is anybody can do that. It's like mental toughness is a whole different thing. And I'm still working mm. on that. So yeah. a lot of shit that's going down at like work right now, like we're losing people, we're understaffed. That's testing my mental toughness. Um, now, do I think I still have room to improve, obviously. But yeah, I mean, that's some of the things have been built into me, you know, being tough. As far as my dad goes about like, and I think I told you last time, my dad always told me to like hustle and my dad always does a bunch of things. And we talked about him, maybe why I would be, versatile because he does right, all these right. things um yeah. but you know a lot of toughness came from him too because he lost um he lost both of his parents when he was when he was young um he's you know lost a, a bunch of other family members him and my mom have been um in situations where they weren't sure how they're gonna like you know pay the bills but that's a long time ago so like them telling me those stories about look like we've been through it like this great life we live now where we have a roof over our head and food on the table, you know, that didn't come from nothing. Like we've been through it too. And they would always say that to me when I would go like through something because I wouldn't sure. be able to, because you can't always see like in those situations, you can't always see the light at the end of the tunnel. But if you can talk to somebody who went through something similar, I think that's just as valuable as like any therapy session or answer anybody might have. So yeah, I, I built that. up. I was built up, really. I would say for the toughness part, that was a long, extended answer. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so compared to people that, like other people of your age, our age, uh, what do you think you have a decent grasp on? Oh man, that's a that's an incredible question. Because let, let me see if I can think of a like an answer because I I've yeah, never you actually first. asked you this said, question before. You, yeah, you and Rachel talked briefly on the last podcast about like friends being in corporate America and, and how there's a lot of like yeah. different lifestyle from a lot of people. So go ahead and I'm, I'm going to listen. I'll, I'll listen. And said compared to other people, what do you think you have a decent grasp on? Hmm. So compare your, compare your like really hard. <laughs> status in grad school to that of somebody who has a full-time job. Let's make it easier. So what do you, yeah. what do you think? Well, well, um, kind of backing up even a little before that, uh, yeah. I think that question's like really hard because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask like a question like this. But um, if I were to answer, then I, I'd feel like kind of, um, I don't know, a little bit better than these people. But that's that's kind of what I want to ask Dude, like say it, say, yeah, say it yeah. then i mean yeah but why, i don't why? i don't actually know my okay. answer it might be like uh it might be i can't say time management because i'm very inconsistent with my time yeah. like i just like i i feel like i know what i want to do with my time though um for the most part um usually it might not play out um the way that i want it to but for the most part i know what i want to do with it like I don't really know how to word this. Um, yeah. I guess I, I have like a planner thing of to-do lists and I write them down. I know what I want to do. I might not execute, but like ha just having it in general is like, I think that's like one step up above uh, most people. And it's even more than just like a daily to-do list. It's more of like a, a long-term thing too, like with my life. Yeah. And even though I might not be able to execute all of this stuff, um, you know, I know what I want. 
I guess. Of course. And that's uh, that's good to be able to pick that out, that little aspect. I don't think that makes you sound like better than them or cocky or anything like no, that. No, no, it's a very it's, noble like, thing. Just just the question in general oh, like, compared okay. to other people understand. here. Yeah, <laughs> I, can, I can get that. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, have to reword this question in the future. But. Yeah, I can understand yeah. what you were trying to ask. Like, yeah. there is, dude, so so many of our friends got jobs, um, like we oh, said, right, in right. corporate America, in corporate yeah. America. And I got a job in this small little town in the middle uh, of Western Johnstown. PA, Johnstown, this whole, um, see, like I have all these negative things to say about it, but it's like really not that bad. Uh, anyway, I, I am here living in quite literally like an old folks home, like no offense because the area I live in, it's like 90% elderly people. And all my neighbors are, you know, above like 75. I'm like the youngest person in the building. I haven't seen anybody walking around like the complex, like younger than like probably 30, 35, mm-hmm. which isn't that, which isn't that bad. But um, then you got to think like how many people are moving out here to start their career? Probably not that many. Yeah. And then I start, when I think about that, I think about the people who are moving to New York and Dallas and Florida yeah, right. and LA. And it's like, well, damn, like I uh, kind of wish I was in that position <laughs> with a bigger job yeah, in a bigger. nicer city where the, where the yeah. closest Walmart or grocery store wasn't 15 minutes away. You know, I could walk down, right down the street. Right, right. But um, I think that gets to me some, sometimes actually mm-hmm. it does get to me. I'm stuck at a 3 to 11.30 p.m. job every weekday where everybody at work is griping and unhappy about their situation because they've been stuck in the town for 30 years. Yeah. You know, I work with like a, you know, a handful of people who've been stuck here for a long time because it's just their hometown or they moved here and don't want to move anywhere else or something like that. And when those people get into these states of being like unhappy with how things are going and unhappy with president Biden or whatever, and start griping about that. I just, Mm. I try to tune out, but it does get to me sometimes because I think, damn, like Josh probably doesn't have to deal with like a, you know, a 53 year old, (laughs) you know, grump, you know, not that I have to deal with a 53 year old grump. Um, no it's just like there's a lot of things that happen at that job that i'm like damn nobody else has to deal with this shit yeah yeah uh like and then i and then i'll catch myself be like what are you talking about steven of course i do like you're not the only one in the world who's struggling at their job right now who hates their job and i don't hate my job um, but there's, there are times where it's... other relatable, like people who are in like relatable situations that you can yeah. kind of see. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, you know, the days are sometimes pretty short because we're busy and like, we just have to scramble to put news together. Um, and like, I, whereas again, think about another career choice, you know, corporate America or working in a regular office job, not in the newsroom. You might have all day to work on a project or you might have all day um, to sit in this meeting and talk. Whereas I have a deadline after the first three hours of my shift. I get in at three. I got to have a 30 minutes of news produced by six. 
11.30 or 11, I got to have 30 minutes news produced by then too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that are different about my job that I just come in and immediately start looking for stories, looking for, looking how to piece things together, figuring out who's going live, figuring out how long the story is going to be, what graphics this needs made, just all these little tiny things when it's, you know, it's weird because I think I'm way more of a big picture guy, way more. And I am dealing with an incredibly specific job right now. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably like, we'll probably have a podcast in 15 years and we'll talk about this and I'll look back and say, yeah, I'm glad I had that job um, because I'll be somewhere else and you'll be somewhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. But at right now, it's not comfortable exactly. Just, you know, I, like I said earlier, I'm not getting that that fun edge that you got when you first started working at Domino's or your first job. This is like my first real job in the working world, um, full-time job. And I haven't found that that fun yet, like for the reasons why it might have made me go into the business in the first place. I haven't found that yet. We'll see how it gets when it's when we're back to normal out of COVID. But so, yeah, I mean, compare myself yeah. to... Other people, not really about that, but if I had to, that'd be, that'd be it. A lot of those little tiny things, my job. Kind of, kind of circling back. Um, what, what do you think you have a decent grasp on? Like that, that's kind of the original question. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's fine. It's cool. Rambling. Um, (laughs) a grasp on as far as job duties, life or, or just life in general. Yeah. Life. Yeah. I'd say dealing with, Dealing with situations where I have to be tough, you know, uh, mm-hmm. meaning unfavorable situations like this. Like there's going to be a lot of people we graduated with who don't get that, you know, entry level job in a couple years that doesn't have all the, you know, bells and whistles um, at the company. They might have to move somewhere uh, that isn't in a big city and settle down a little bit and realize that. There's, you know, more things, um, more things to worry about, you know, bills and taxes and cost of living and health insurance, which a lot of us don't understand right now because we're all on our parents' health insurance plan. A lot of us are. Um, I don't know if you are uh, or not. But anyway, like that kind of stuff, me literally living in a town with a bunch of people who've been here their whole life and know what it's like to live a life of working hard or you know living in a place you don't want to live i don't want to say like this like negativity around here has um like i've benefited from it but i probably have you know to some extent because a lot of people will move to a new city and it's like oh it's so great like i love it here i love my new job um i just need to put in my time here and then i'll get a i'll get a higher paying job at the company and I'm, I'm not making too much right now, but I'm loving this job at this at this company, and I can work from home, and I have so much free time. You know, I yeah. think I grasped well that I might not have it the best, but I might not have the worst. You know, there's going to be a lot of unpleasant shit that's going to come my way in the in this in, in this industry, but I'm ready for it. So, whatever they can throw at me, um, I'll take it. You know, yeah, and that's, I, that's I, probably. I, the best grasp I have. Yeah, no, that's great. Cause I, I totally feel like um these maybe not so terrific experiences are 
it's kind of I kind of want that. I kind of want yeah. more perspective on like the seesaw of life of you know where I want to be and uh, we can use these like really negative moments in life and like these negative energies and and learn from them cuz you know um when I was doing drum corps I hate to throw my friends under the bus like this but you don't have to use names. It, it, yeah, I'm not going to use names but um there there'd be people who were just so he'd get so freaking mad and they yeah. get they get so like dude literally me like, i literally fuck up on pickleball one time and <laughs> oh, I, yeah, you, yeah, quit. you literally walk out you're like actually dude i don't want to play anymore uh, yeah like, hey, that's fair that's fair see you tomorrow <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like stuff like that it, it gives me like insight on like you know i'm feel i feel this way because of you um not that not that i want to it's just that like it's like a like it's it's very I don't know how to put this, but like your energies can can like uh they're contagious, you know. Oh yeah. Like no matter what the energy is, like if if you want to be like a happy person like you were with your bass section, like that brings up the energy of the entire band. But yeah. um kind of getting back to the negative side of of um just like observing and learning from these people that you know maybe i don't want to behave like that after experiencing you know like if i were to work at johnstown and have all these negative people like and then i go to a different place and i don't know just like that's know, what I, that's know what that you don't want to like be that way you don't want to i don't yeah. know how to yeah because i know like you saying that, I totally agree. Because I know that whatever job I get is not necessarily going to be like this place. Like, it's just right. every place is different. And if I keep in the back of my mind that, okay, yeah, I live in a, in a nursing home right now, basically. But what about next year? I might live in, you know, an assisted living facility <laughs> or yeah, something yeah. like that. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I, I joke. The, the people are great here. And, you know, I can't complain too much about about that if i if i just like randomly talk to like uh one of the people living in my building like an old person who's just making her way up the stairs like it's a great conversation like it's not those people are aren't negative but mm -hmm. a lot of the tone i think comes from you know i need to remember to have that positive outlook outlook like you were saying because a lot of the negative tones come from just working in news and we can all imagine the yeah. tones that are just revolving all the and time and what I was trying to relate your experience with your current job to with yeah. is that after I graduate, I want to like get a entry level job somewhere, do something, or maybe like even for my PhD, I want to go somewhere else that's not Penn State. Yeah. Um, just so I get more perspective of like, even if it's worse, like what you're saying, like that that yeah. would be really valuable just to get that experience of like the the point of view of the spectrum of like yeah. what's good and what's bad. And I can really just um, put myself where I want to be, you know, yeah. based and off there's of those no, There's no animosity or hate towards the people who are living a great life right now, like right out of college with a job and a nice apartment and, right, right. you know, a healthy lifestyle and all that. No knock on them. I'm just saying for me, these negative experiences, these unfavorable situations are just going to make me like tougher in the end because I'm going to know what it's like to have only two eggs and a half can of vegetable soup in your fridge at one point, but I'll also know what it's like to, you know, be one of like 
my only friends to secure a job during a pandemic. Like right. I realize I'm extremely lucky during that mm -hmm. because as much as I say like, oh, so many of our friends, so many of our friends, really not so many of our friends, more so long, so many people we know because a lot yeah, of yeah. like a lot of my friends are like, you know, you and Abdul still in school. Josh just got a job. Um, you know, there's some other people who are unfortunate right now and who, who might not have one. A lot of people we graduated with, yeah. I'm sure, who still don't have jobs, you know? Yeah, for sure. And to be able to, I think we're at a good place, you know, to at least be doing something, um, mm -hmm. whether that be working, studying, fucking taking care of your family, whatever it is, man. As I think as, as long as somebody's putting their, their effort into something, there's room for room for improvement and like growth in your life. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I want to kind of wrap things up with a final question. Um, Steven, do you have any advice for your listeners? My listeners? Yeah. Well, I would hope my listeners are, um, you know, obeying all traffic laws and, uh, you know, getting in their, their vitamins each day. I think I said last time, I think I said, listen to your, listen to your mom, hug your mom or something like that. Yeah, that's what I said last time. Uh, advice for my viewers. Wherever you wherever you are right now, whether you're in your car listening, whether you're just sitting in your bed, uh, whether you're wasting time listening to this podcast, trying to, you know, extend your break or whatever before you have to actually get up and do something, it's okay. You might feel pressure to be active and and doing so many things at one time because, you know, you hear Brian talk about his crazy life and he's doing all these crazy things. But no, Brian, I seriously, seriously, you're doing a lot of things right now. It's crazy. You're a grad student. You're working out. You're it, it's inconsistent. This. It's okay. not that's a, all right, though. Like, that's oh. all right. See what I want to say. Yeah. Give, give your advice. Go, go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even if it is inconsistent, even if you're in sort of a slum right now, there's like I said, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. I was. 30 seconds away from making the wrong decision, making a big wrong decision in my life. And I tried a little hard and didn't give up and ended up making lifelong friends and experiences that I couldn't even dreamed of in my life. So push a little bit harder. You got this. And uh, till next time. Yeah, till next time, guys. All right, thanks for listening. Great advice, Stephen. Uh, round of applause, everybody. Yes. And um, see you Thank next you, time. Brian. Bye. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs>